We're going to have the people who say, how dare you? And the other side is going to be like, how could you not? From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, welcome back to Stay Paid HQ. We are dubbing this HQ because we are highly quarantined. Highly quarantined. We're in the office, but we're on separate floors. We haven't seen each other in four weeks other than on Zoom. We go out separate entrances. <laughs> we were doing that before anyways, because Josh and I's relationship is deteriorating. Us getting to know each other even more on Stay Paid, guys, it's been real, you know, but geez. <laughs> Well, we've got, a, we've got an amazing interview uh, lined up here. We actually have a returning guest. But before we get to that, I wanted to read our most recent review on iTunes. This comes from, I'm guessing it's loser, but it's L's with like eight zeros and then ZR. So don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> loser or loser via Apple Podcasts. Five stars, great information with lots of takeaways. Really easy to listen to. Love the show. Thanks so much for dropping that comment, dropping that review. Uh, we encourage everybody to head on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, leave a comment. It really helps kind of uh, iTunes algorithms to kind of get the, the podcast recognized in the directories. But returning to the show is James Festini. He is a top producing real estate agent based in Orange County, California. Been in the business 25 plus years. Last time he was on, he talked about how he rebuilt his business like three different times in a new market each time. His last episode was 85, and I was telling James for the podcast, he is the, his episode is the second most downloaded episode of Stay Paid ever. So super. Yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Hear, hear what he's up to. He's sitting in his mobile sprinter van office again. He's waiting yeah. for a, a listing appointment, I think. That's where he lives. That's where you live. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got the mattress in the back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So James. Coming back. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming. I'm super curious. Obviously, we're doing these kind of retakes. We want to get um, guests back on the show to hear their thoughts, particularly what's going on right now in the world, right, with COVID-19 and people in isolation, states being shut down, and what you're doing to adjust, shift, thrive during this time. And for you particularly, we thought it'd be super interesting because you've written the book literally on door knocking, which, you know, you got to plug your book. You got to get people to uh, get your book just because door knocking is going to come back people. But um, right now I'm here, are curious to hear, how are you adjusting? Like, what, what are you going to do? What are you doing right now during this time? How are you facing it head on? Um, adjusting. It's really just, uh, I, I've always been big on lead generation, whether it's door knocking or telephone prospecting. So it really is, I'd hate to say it's not much different uh, because I'm doing the same thing I've always been doing, just not door knocking. I stopped door knocking right around St. Patrick's Day. That's when it felt socially unacceptable where I was just starting to see signs where people were looking at me funny. And I, my reputation is important for most agents in a hyper local market. So you don't want to be that guy, you know, putting an open house sign during this or knocking on doors during this situation. Um, as far as telephone prospecting, the phones are still, if anything right now, normally there, I've watched pickup rates on the telephone and as of November of last year, for example, 
it was an average of about 6%, meaning that if you dialed 100 numbers, six people, six contacts. Now you might have 10, 15 people answer, but they might be renters. They don't speak English, whatever. But 6% of the people who I speak to were actual contacts where I can call and say, hi, my name is Agent with Company. Wondering if you're thinking of selling your house. That 6% right now is 12 to 18%. So I'm getting like triple the pickup rate. So for me, it's like a a gift for telemarketing and lead generation. Um, So the adaptation is really, I'm just not door knocking. Like you said, I wrote the book on door knocking and published it a month before this went down, but I've been contemplating going into the editing software and everywhere where it says door, I put phone and everywhere where it says knock, I put call. And it's the same damn book. It's the same thing because you, the interaction is identical. The conversation. Uh, people, people are asking me, you know, what's the script? The script hasn't even changed. The answer of the individuals have changed, but have they really? I don't think so. There's going to be the people who say no. And there's going to be the people who say maybe. And when you call someone and you ask them, are you thinking of selling your house? And, the, you know, they'll either say, no, I'm not interested. Or maybe they'll say something like, are you kidding me during this pandemic? Are you crazy? The market's going down. And these are the same people who a year ago would have said, what are you crazy? I'm working towards the, you know, I'm waiting for the prices to go up. What are you crazy? Not until the elections, not until spring, not until. So the words that they use to tell me no are sometimes different. I made over a thousand well 1200 contacts last week i mean i'm cranking the phones 9 a.m to 8 p.m hard and i kid you not maybe 500 actual conversations you know just in and out you think it's on your house no thing is i had maybe one or two people even reference this covid situation Hmm. so it's 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 interesting for us as real estate agents or consumers and many of us are content creators or that we're glued to our phones that our perception is based on what we're consuming. And the more we have this in our face, the more we're going to see it and the more it affects us. And I was super mad at myself, but we, you know, I had to at some point when on the 16th of March, I saw a post somewhere in a group that someone had asked, is anybody door knocking right now? And someone commented like, what are you crazy? Are you kidding? Like they ripped into it which I immediately responded saying the people who are saying hell no are the same people who are saying hell no a year ago. <laughs> so they just now have a platform to be right. And so I, but it, it, it got in, it got into me and it changed me and it made me so mad because I'm the guy who's like, screw you. I'm knocking, screw you. I'm calling. But when it became socially unacceptable, there was a threshold where I didn't, want to knock anymore for now but but it was it's just strange how we are what we consume you know what i mean they say you are what you think about most you are what you consume also and just like a diet of food that we're eating it's a diet of content that we're consuming and i i kid you not i haven't i've never i barely vote but i've never watched the politics or any of that and there was a five-day period where I was on my computer daily watching the president talk. And every time 
at the end of the conver- at the end of the speech, I found myself with no more information than I had in the beginning. So it was like five days in a row, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm not getting anything. I'm getting the same story. They could have just looped it and changed the color of his tie, and, and I wouldn't have noticed. So I I vowed to stay off of it and just log off. If I was the president, I would have banned social media. That would have been like the first thing. I would have just shut down Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and say, no. Because I think that was a massive, you know, that's just my opinion, but it it hurt our mentality about what we're doing. So I went back on the phone. Yeah, there's so many lessons in like, the in leadership and then also in just in like bad news cells and like what's the job of the you know people who create content during this time and like the hysteria that gets created and all that I mean it's crazy when you look at kind of how we as humans kind of function and and there's gonna be a lot of lessons we can learn and hopefully do learn you know, and don't let history repeat itself, but hopefully do learn looking back. As of right now, obviously, we're just trying to get through it. Uh, but it it's is going to be like, uh, we're going to read about this in history books 20, 30 years, 50 years later, similar to the War of the Worlds by Orson Welles when they had the hysterica, hysteria over the radio program. You heard about that one where he, yeah. uh, Orson Welles did that uh, War of the Worlds and people thought we were being invaded by aliens. It it is, it's just the radio is now the media. So enough of that, right? The problems, we're talking solutions. Agents want to know about solutions. The first thing you want to do is go into your marketplace and go into the MLS and look at how many homes have sold in the last 14 days. Sold. New listings, pendings, and sold. Well, not even really necessarily sold because that could be pre, uh, BC, you know, before COVID. Um, you put the time, <laughs> you put the timeline and say how many new listings and how many escrows have opened from the last week of March to the first week of April and know that number and then do the same for this time last year. That was a huge eye opener because we all as agents are thinking it's over market shut down. We're done. But if you look, if I, I looked at my numbers and I said, okay, what is, you know, my region, my hot sheet, whatever. And it was only about a 15% less, meaning that there were 15% less contracts, 15% less opened escrows, not 90% less, not 50% mm. less, 15. So similar to the numbers that we're getting from the news about, you know, the aftermath and the, the situation of deaths, are we also receiving what we only want to hear and see or if we looked at that would 15 percent less homes be enough to stop me no that would just mean there are less listings and we got to work harder there are still contracts being taken i'm waiting right now for someone to pull up to a listing presentation you know i got a mask up like i'm a like i'm a bandit right and i gotta wear my mask it's bizarre right stylish goes with the hat (laughs) Yeah, that we got it. It's just the behavior is slightly modified. But if you look at your numbers, if it's not 50%, 30%, then you've got to ask. That was the first awakening that I had where I was like, okay, this is actually not what I thought it was, how it affects me versus the world. How's it mm. affecting my industry? And if that number is obviously 90% in your market, then yeah that sucks. 
But in my market, it, it seemed to move on. Also, showing time. Uh, the showing time service that we use for appointment setting for real estate agents, they put out a graph that shows how many showings are being called because people will call and set an appointment to, to log in and you know, see the house. Um, they showed obviously a, a decline, but it's almost like real estate agents are running this underground real estate railroad where we're just, hey man, I don't want to call to set this appointment, but are your people okay? I'm like, yeah, my people are okay. Are your people okay? Okay, my people are okay too. And so it's the weirdest thing. Like we're pushing through, taking precautions as is recommended by states, you know, anus, anus protectus. But the reality is, is that it might not be for real estate agents what they think it is unless you're hiding scrolling through the feed thinking it's over mm. and i as you know a rhinoceros charging forward let a little thorn in my hoof stop me instead of just sucking that. it up you know it's a truth as old as sales itself. If you want to stay paid, you've got to close deals. And if you want to close deals, you're going to need leads. But how do you get all of these leads in the first place? Well, if you're a real estate agent looking to attract new clients, you'll definitely want to check out our ebook. It's called, you guessed it, Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents. This is a great primer for new agents or a refresher for seasoned ones. It'll teach you all about effective lead campaigns as well as mistakes you'll want to avoid. To download your free copy of Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents, go to ReminderMedia.com slash Lead Generation. That's ReminderMedia.com slash Lead Generation. For more leads tomorrow, take action today. So yeah, those are the solutions. More people are answering the phone than ever. More people are home. I still remain compliant with the do not call list. I heard New York was not allowed to make prospecting calls, but if I was in New York, there's your answer. <laughs> I, I comply with the do not call list. That's enough, right? I've been complying with that hoax, that joke of a do not call list for the last 18 years. I'll be damned if you paralyze me from, you know, my grind. And I know other agents are going to watch them and be like, there's going to be two, this, this is going to be a weird era where we're going to have two, two sides, like the North and South in the Civil War. We're going to have the people who say, how dare you? And the other side is going to be like, how could you not, mm. you know, and we're going to, there's just going to be a, a rebellion of people, you know, the COVID justice warriors. And then the people were like, I got to work. I got to eat. I can't stop. I like, you know, I can't be, I can't be, I'm not looking to be greedy. I'm looking to like, I need toilet paper, you know? Man, everybody needs toilet paper these days. That shows you how crazy we are as human beings. Like, why the toilet paper? Like, why, why the toilet paper? Social media. It was a social media. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's the point. You follow the herd. Everybody follows the herd. That's the herd mentality. All right, so uh, tell us what you're doing to show homes right now. Like, what technologies are you using? Like, how are you getting people to be able to show homes, be able to move the process forward? All right. You see it? So... Uh, I've had a Samsung Gear 360 camera for a very long time. Zillow. I'm shocked that they're not putting it on the front page of everybody's. I'm surprised. I got a cold call from Zillow at like 8.15 this morning calling me asking how I'm doing. I'm like, dude, I told you put me on your do not call list, man. Why are you guys calling me? I generate my own leads. I know you don't have time to do your homework, but I'm the wrong guy to call, Zillow. I'm the wrong guy to call. I don't pay for you. No way. I'm buying your inquiries. Anyhow, don't get me started. But um, 
the uh, Zillow has an app called 3D Home that many people don't know about, and it's free. You download an app called 3D Home. If you have a listing, this is only for listings. So, Dama, if you have a listing on the market and you don't have 3D Home, your, your eyes have been closed. It's been there for years. What it is, is it's, a, it's an application that's geotagged. You stand at the front of the house and open up Premier Agent. That's the app. Zillow has three apps. Premier Agent, their consumer one, and uh, Zillow 3D Home. Zillow 3D Home is a panorama snapshot. So you literally log into Zillow under pre, uh, Premier Agent. You don't have to pay for this. I don't pay for Zillow. But you walk in, if you have a listing, and it'll have you stand in a room, and it'll say, where are you? I'm in the bedroom? Okay. And if you ever done a panorama on your phone where it shows that line and you can't go up too high, it's down too low? It's identical. You stand in the center of the room, keep your arms stable, go slow, 360 spin, and it will make Matterport happen about 80% of what Matterport does. Mm. It's not going to show you the cool aerial dollhouse where it shoots through the room, but it will show high quality. And if you have the iPhone 10, you know, 11, it'll be virtual. Like it will shoot you through each room and it knows where to go to free. Every listing right now should have that. That's the, I mean, that, that to me blows my mind. And I ask people all the time, you use them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got 3d home. I'm like, no 3d home by Zillow. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is not what you, but, but people, you know, they talk out of the side of their mouth. You need to know what you're talking about. Everyone, like right now, every real estate agent who has a listing, call up your seller and go, hey guys, there's a new technology that Zillow just implemented. I'd like to come by and take photos. Can you leave the door open for me? Turn on all the lights, leave the door open and go out there and spin out this thing. Zillow will put it on their feed. It's not, you can't share it in a hundred other places, but it is a solution. Um, again, the Samsung 360 camera, there are applications. I forgot the name of the software, but you can, there's a, I forgot the name of the company, but you can upload these 360 softwares and kind of create a Matterport style, uh, virtual open house. It's like a virtual car wash. I don't understand how you do a virtual open house. I've done four of them and I'm, I'm as high tech as they get. I don't understand how a virtual open house is any different than the internet and good photography, 3d tours, you know, video, like a video walker. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get how me. Well, I've been telling people, man, that uh, Facebook live, Instagram mm -hmm. live, Instagram stories, Facebook live, go live as you, when you're at your open house, walk people through the house more importantly than even walking into that house, because people can see it. Like you're saying, they can see the pictures of the house better. The, right. the virtual 360s better when they want a real good feel of the house. But what they get is they get your personality walking through the house like my brother just got a lead off of instagram literally from his instagram stories walking through the house just showing right. through but it was more and I, I told him it's not necessarily how well you did the photography or walk someone through a uh, room it's really your personality you know what i mean it's right. how entertaining you're going to be how educational you're going to be all that it's just a way to go live is what i say over which now. again I, I mean how popular uh, the the MLS has allowed us now to put a URL in the public description. That's how a lot of this is working, where you can put uh, the Zoom room. And I, I totally agree. Facebook Live versus like opening up this obscure Zoom URL. Right. Crazy. Um, you, you and I both know creating content and capturing attention is nearly impossible. Try to take that to a live platform on an unknown, you know, link. 
is like, you know, my wife told me, and I, we fought about this a lot when she first presented. I'm like, how? I, I, I try to get people in a live room when I'm doing something interesting. Now I'm uh, an open house maybe gets five people and they physically have to come. How am I going to get digitally in like, uh, it's it just, I still like wires get crossed and I blow a fuse when I try to wrap my head around it. <laughs> but yes, with a personality, again, right now, if you do not have a video on a stabilizer or learn, you know, this is a gimbal, right? Stabilized gimbal. My hand is steady enough where I can be a gimbal myself, but that's because I took mime school. But if you, if you practice miming, <laughs> you probably have a good steady hand. But what I'm getting at is, sure, call your homeowner, your listing and say, I'd like to go through and do a video. Flip your camera around, clean off the lens, make them turn on all the lights, crank it up to 4K resolution and slowly walk through the house and do a video, you know, and put together that video, decent editing, use an application like Magisto or iMovie, put those two, you know, put it together with a little bit of music, boom, that handles the video aspect. If we're talking about a personality and getting online, to go Facebook Live, how many followers do people really have to take it live and say, Higher, like I've, I've capped out at that 5,000 friends or whatever, but the majority of people, maybe have 150, 200 people to go Facebook live. You're going live for your mom, your family, your friends. And yes, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to be cynical or negative. My wife says I'm too negative, but I'm just trying to see the logic in what are the odds. Okay, fine. Let me record this and I'll go through the house and talk about it. But the virtual open house uh, again, but here's a hack. So I'm talking, I'm complaining about the problem. I'm going to offer a solution. The virtual open house through Zoom. I got to do a video about this. If you launch two Zoom platforms and you have a video player on loop, if you can loop the video platform and you're the host and then physically be in another location as another person, meaning that if you want to be at the house, which that was another strange thing, to do a virtual open house, you need to physically be there virtual open house if you're not physically there means you're playing videos and looping audio you can't do a virtual open house if you're not physically there so what you do is you open up one platform play the video and loop the video of the, the conference call and i had a second phone where i was logged in so i had two accounts one was looping as the main host of the video of the house that i'm selling doing the virtual open house and then when someone chimed in zoom would go bing and I would also be there on the ready, kind of hang out. Fortunately, I have my mobile command center, so I can go anywhere and be, you know, be productive. But again, as a, as a real estate agent, if you're going to do that, you're going to be sitting silently in a quiet Zoom room questioning your value. It's going to be your Dr. COVID-19 was bad. Wait till you're on a virtual open house with nobody. <laughs> I think ages the way you got to look at a, a virtual I mean, open house. Open houses are. I was just going to say, you got to look at it as content. You got to look at it as you, it's content to showcase your personality, to showcase, like to showcase you're active. Because when you're active, yes. people naturally associate activity with results. People who are active, who are not right. sitting on their thumbs, those type of things. So I think I'm, I, I agree with you. I think the amount of people you're actually going to get on the virtual open house to get a lead 
I mean, that should not be your end goal because you're going to be highly disappointed, I think, after doing all of it. But what I do think it does is I think it helps you from, obviously, a content generation standpoint, a showing activity, which helps ultimately create your brand. And as you're doing that consistently and people see it consistently, that will ultimately build that mind share, which will get people to think of you, get them to actually reach out to you versus somebody else. But I'm with you, man. You might be there with your grandma. (laughs) Hey, we've all been there, right, Josh? We've all been on a Facebook Live when it's only your mom. It's usually yeah. and, uh, it's just, <laughs> and that's okay. It's okay. Like I said, I'm trying to stay positive. I just know how hard it is to get attention on the internet. Yo, so you're it, right. Man. Especially Creating, today. Especially now. Especially now. Everybody's live. Everybody's doing this thing. So I'm trying to figure out if you have a listing, you don't want to lose them. If they're motivated enough to want to still be there, you want to create moments at least once or twice a week where they don't wonder what's my agent doing. They don't research what are other agents doing. You have to implement every piece of technology. I don't want my seller calling me and saying, hey, what's this about Matterport, right? I don't use Matterport. Uh, I use the Zillow 3D Home, which is the equivalent. So before she said that, I wanted, I said to her, Hey, have you heard of Matterport? Yeah. Well, I use this thing called 3d home tour through Zillow. Check it out. She's like, Oh, that's very nice. I'm solved. Right. Um, the, the flyers, I have a company that I pay. Um, they're these massive, I'd say they're probably like 10 by 18 billboards that you mount to the sign. That is like a massive, uh, waterproof flyer on the flyer box that has a QR code. And uh, most people don't know who QR codes. We know QR codes, but the public doesn't know what the hell that is. They think it's just some weird pattern or design. Right. uh, On the QR code, I say, point your camera here for a magic trick. (laughs) Because they're like, magic trick? And then they'll they'll do it. But if you say, get the code, they're like, what? What code am I looking for? They don't know this is like a, you know, orphan Annie ring, you know, the code (laughs) ring. They don't get it, right? But if you say, you know, hold it. so and it's a billboard on the thing because we're a gray area about putting flyers in boxes. So you get, you know, a panel on the sign. If you can construct it, I got my guys about 30 bucks to pull it off. And uh, you create a flyer on the signpost that people as they're walking by. I still have flyers in boxes. I'm still putting the flyers in boxes. People are like, you shouldn't do that. Well, I wear gloves when I put the flyers in boxes from there. It's up to them. You know, what do you want me to do? But the flyer boxes are back in a big way. QR codes, if you can get people to understand those. I'm talking about solutions for people with listings. Yeah. I, right before I, I right before the, it hit the fan, I picked up two really good listings that should have sold. And they're motivated people who have to sell. They're still with me. They haven't canceled. So that it's an interesting time to see how do I make use of this because mo- if an agent doesn't have listings a lot of this like do zoom rooms and go live and virtual tours it's it's nothingness there's just, what what am i going to do what am i going to promote it's like facebook advertising if you don't have a listing what are you going to advertise right. mm. me like call me i'm an agent uh, here's the weekends open houses that's gone right here's what's happened it's just there's too much information to break through unless you have a product so solutions for the agents who don't have anything prospect yep. i know a lot of a lot of the gurus right now are running around saying call your past clients 
like as if you weren't doing that before like well, now because so many people is. aren't doing it before i hate to break it to you <laughs> so many agents just yeah. don't call their like, past clients now you're gonna do it yeah if you weren't doing it before now it's gonna be weird you're like what do you want you want money or something you're like toilet paper well i was thinking about you really like even when zillow called me this morning i it made my heart sink i'm just like what a loser <laughs> right <laughs> i just didn't want that but again my script and the phones prospect there's nothing wrong with prospect. again either you're part of that tribe who says how dare you or the other tribe who says how could you not yeah i'm with i'm with the how could you not because i can't there's only so many tiktok dances there's only so many snapchat there's never i know josh knows them all there's never too many yeah, you haven't hit the you haven't hit the tipping point. Trust me, there will there will come a time. There will well, Jane, come a time where you're like, I mean, okay, let's, yeah, let's talk about your book then, because you know that's all about prospecting. It was door knocking. You said you can replace every door knocking with phone call in there. What led you to write this book? What are you hoping people will take away from this? I wrote a book for a very small crowd. You know, there's very few people. It's like any joining, uh, getting your real estate license. And, and wanting to be a real estate agent is like seeing someone play the guitar and buying a guitar. From there, it's, do you suck on the guitar a year later or are you gonna play? So anyone can walk into a guitar center and buy a guitar. Yeah. Will you play? So I wrote a book on people who want to play. Mm. How many guitars are out there in the world that can't be played? <laughs> So I, I wrote it for the individuals who want to take action and want to go out and generate leads. And I'm serious when I say I, I, I feel bad about reselling the same book with, uh, you know, called, it's called dynamic door knocking. I just name it dynamic prospecting. I changed two words and it's the same book. It's all about, it still remains the same situation as when we first met. The, the average consumer has the attention span of a, fill in the blank mm. goldfish yes. nah. Gold, right goldfish okay that study came from microsoft began a study in 2000 to try to find out how this how this technology is affecting our uh, attention yeah. so microsoft when they started the attention span was 12 seconds and when time magazine got together with microsoft in 2014 to publish this article it was six seconds so from 2000 to 2014, it was six seconds. And that, they're saying that the consumer has the attention span of a goldfish. It doesn't mean we're as dumb as a goldfish. It means in and out, which translates to about six seconds. And that was in 2014. What do you think it is now? We are processing information a hell of a lot faster and consuming it a lot faster. Not that we're dumb. It's just we only have time for the headline and that's it. We form yeah. our own opinion. So when we're prospecting right now in this era, we only have six seconds to get their attention and achieve one objective in the first five seconds, six seconds. Do I have a lead? If I don't have a lead, they're gone, right? We're done. Even at the door or on the phones, we want to find out, do I have a lead in six seconds? So there's only room for this question. Hi, my name is Agent with Company. I was calling to see if you had any interest in selling your house. I identified who I am because you got to look at it from the from the perspective of the consumer. When they pick up the phone or open the door, 
they got two questions. Who are you and what do you want? So you got six seconds to answer that two questions. Who are you? What do you want? Hi, my name is Agent with Company. I was just calling to see if you had any interest in selling your house. So I got to tell them who I am. What do I want? I think that's the dude right there. Yeah, that's, that's my client. All right. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, they got two, six seconds to figure it out. Who are you? What do you want? And they want to either, either they're going to say yes or no. And they don't say yes with a Y-E-S. They say maybe. Meh. You have to identify people as fast as possible. Collect as many leads as you can. Hold on. Real quick, I'm going to tell this guy. Good morning. I'm on a call real quick. I'll be right in. <laughs> Dude, I love this. That is the life of a real estate agent, ladies and gentlemen. Freaking baller. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's the appointment right now. Hey, he was 30 minutes late. Well, let's not anyway. look your appointment. So uh, finish up, then we'll close this out. Six, six seconds to get their attention. Six seconds to find out what you want. You have three objection, objectives. Do I have a lead? When will I sell? And how do I follow up until then? That has not changed. Do I have a lead? Hi, my name is Agent with Company. I was calling to see if you had any interest in selling your house. No, maybe I have a lead. So the next question needs to be asked. Do you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? What that does is it, people want to say not right now if they are a maybe. It's always not right now because it's not a good time. You think maybe later down the road you reconsider? Maybe. All right, great. Do you have any idea what it's worth? I'm setting them up. I don't care if they know what it's worth. I'm setting them up to give me their email address to communicate with them whether or not they want my information. We still have the ability to provide a value, a value and that is the value of the house. Would it be all right if I kept in touch? I could email you information on the market, especially now with this situation. I'd love to keep in touch with you, let you see how the market plays out, how the values are. I can email you. What's a good email? Here's your email. Done. So who, you know, do I have a lead? When will they sell? You think maybe later down the road? I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm letting them say not right now. Swipe left, right? Not right now. Maybe later. Okay. You think maybe later? Great. I'd love to keep in touch. We'll talk later. By the way, I'd love to send you out some information. Here's my email address. We'll talk later. They give you your email address. The same thing I was doing with the cold calls in the doors before. I was not expecting to set an appointment on a cold call ever. Like since the 90s was I setting an appointment from a cold call. We have the shell shock of the, you know, the aftermath of the 2007 crash. People are reluctant. There's an incubation period to leads now. So the more leads I generate, and this passes, I will have incubated and planted hundreds and hundreds of seeds where other agents are completely ignoring the situation. I'm going in there generating a pile of maybes. And my maybes are far more valuable. I would rather have 10 of my maybes than 100 Zillow inquiries. Mm. 1,000 Zillow inquiries versus 100 of my maybes. I'm talking to homeowners who might be thinking of selling. Now, if they say no, all right, well, thank you very much. Have a nice day. I'm out. The best thing you can do is get out of their hair. This is, yeah, we are, we are a human pop-up ad, right? We are a human pop-up ad. It's just the difference between most agents and me is that I don't make my X of my pop-up ad so small that I have to touch to my finger and misfire and open up the ad. I'm not the agent who says your, you know, your content will resume in 10, 9, 8, <laughs> I'm not doing that, yeah. right? I'm saying, here you go. You ready? Here's a big red X. No, bye. I'm out. Man. And that is, you know, it, yes, we are, we are interrupting. Why not make it easy on them, whether at the door or on the phones? Hi, my name's Agent with Company. I was wondering if you're thinking of selling a house. No, nope, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Out. Within eight seconds, I'm gone. 
But if they say, no, not right now, and I pick up on that slight reluctance in their voice that says something else behind their answer is not just a no, but it's an uncertainty. What do you think maybe later down the road you'd reconsider? I go back in one more time to find out when do you want to sell? Well, you know, I was going to, and they'll open up more now than ever because of well, I was going to sell, but now because of the situation, I don't know. All right. Would it be all right if I kept in touch? I can email you information on the market, the values, maybe later we can talk. All right. No problem. Here's my email. And, and see, the thing is, is that mo some of the viewers who watch this or listeners who listen to this would be like, I'm not going to do that. I need to call them and ask them how they're doing. Unless you're handing out free toilet paper, you're, you're, there's, there's no purpose to your call. Like there's no reason for you to call them and ask how they're doing unless you truly are a genuinely, like if you're working on sainthood and that's what it is, then don't call people, go volunteer in a soup kitchen, go do something else. If you really have a big heart, it's not going to be calling your past clients and saying, how you doing? You should have done that before. It's not going to be, you're afraid to prospect. You were afraid to prospect a year ago. Mm. Have a nice day. There's nothing where well, you're going to pay Zillow for inquiries uh, uh, Zillow must be in real trouble right now because they can't find people who can see houses. So what do you know? The only thing you can do is lead generate, find people who were interested or are interested. And as I'm standing in front of a house right now, I got a vacant expired who wants to sell. I'm a razzle dazzle. Them what I got. At, let them know how they can get the book. It's called dynamic door knocking. And then how can they connect with you? Uh, Instagram. I am a prolific Instagram storyteller. <laughs> I have a, a, I do a daily vlog ish. Um, I, I crank out the content, Instagram, uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel where I put out my videos there. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's Facebook, wherever you are, I probably am, but Instagram is my flavor of the day. Yeah. Nice. No, your YouTube content's awesome. We've been following it and love, you're still, you're still vlogging. You went from went from knocking on doors, 145 doors a month ago to virtual tours and showing off all of those tools and what you're doing right now. So thanks yeah. so much. It's just adapted, man. You got to be a chameleon either. I mean, we, we, I, every day of my real estate career woke up at zero. I have been jobless every morning I wake up. So for the country to say you're fired, I was fired. I fired myself yesterday. Are you kidding me? I wake up with zero every day. So how is this any different? You, what you, if you pump money into Zillow, now you got a job. You pump money into like market or mailers. Now you're working. We are zero. We are nothing. We are non-essential. We are obsolete. So go make yourself functional and at least fake it till you make it Yeah. through. Mm. All right, man. Thanks again. Thanks so much for your time. We'll let you go sell that house. Dude, anytime, guys, man. Anytime. You guys want to hit me once a month. I got, I, I, I got a lot of, you know, I got a lot of energy to share with people like you who want to be productive. You know, I just, I remain largely unpopular because the truth, you know, that's why there's fake news because it's far more attractive. <laughs> Nobody wants to read the real news. Yeah. Oh, that's the real stuff. All right. Awesome. I gotta give it to hey, you. Hey, man, real. James, appreciate it. All right. All right, man. All right. Have a good day, guys. You too, brother. Good luck. Take care. Of course. See you tomorrow. All right. I'll wrap up. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get all those links that James mentioned. We'll link to his social media, we'll link to his YouTube channel and everything. It really is great content. Get on over there learn something new right now. I mean, this is what we say on every single one of these episodes and every webinar that we've been doing.
Now's the time to practice habit number seven from Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people, right? This is sharpening your saw. You know, if you're not using this time to learn something new or grow your business, um, it's going to be, it's going to be disappointing at the end of this because there's a lot of other people out there that are. So uh, head on over to statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes, like I mentioned, and the video of this. You can see James's uh, amazing bandana, face mask, and, and fedora and vest. It's a great outfit. If you're interested in supporting the show, there's two ways we ask you to do that. First is to do what Loser did here at the beginning of the podcast. Give us a five-star rating. If, if your name is not Loser, then let me know because I completely messed this up and you'll never support the show again. But head on over to iTunes, leave us a comment, leave us a five-star rating, and then share this with a friend. Share it on your social media. Let somebody else know. Uh, you know that you've got someone out there uh, in a, you know, that you know that needs that kind of jolt that James is talking about today, that mindset of waking up with zero, uh, and that really pushes you to succeed. And if you want to get hold of me and Luke, you can contact us at podcast at remindermedia.com or go over to Instagram, follow us at Stay Paid Podcast. I am Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Green. I think the action item from this is really simple, is take advantage of the contact rates being so much more now because everybody's stuck in their house. We're actually seeing this for our sales team as well, is now is the time to reach out to people. Now is the time to get on that phone and dial that phone all day long. You heard that from Ricky Caruth. You're hearing it now from James Sostini. Get on that phone. Those are the people who are going to thrive out of this. And remember, you're either in one of those categories. Either it's how could you or how could I not. And be in the how could I not category. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry is top producers take action. Take action on that today.